And we are back for episode 125 about demons. Today we have an esteemed guest who has a very important YouTube channel, but I'm actually going to let him talk about himself. All the way from Iowa, we have Mr. Ned. Do you want to introduce yourself, Ned? I'd love to. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. This is going to be fun. Yes. Uh, you want me to talk a about the channel? Well, was... Yeah, we're not used to humility like, dude. You're going to have Oh, like... my bad. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Brag, it's Iowa nice, man. So, yeah, I've got a, I've got a YouTube channel. Um, I have a podcast. It's Aneptus Astartus, and I'm, I'm going to send some links so there can be notes in the show notes. But essentially, um, about a year and a half ago, I took two things that I like, which is uh, wargaming, Horus Heresy specifically, and then also education. And I started putting some stuff together. The uh, I thought there was a there was some stuff that could be done as far as just talking about the new the new edition, the new game, just educating people on how they might try to build and play it, talking positively about uh, taking lore and the crunch and combining it into a way that's fun for you and your opponent, and all that sort of stuff. So I've been doing that for about a year and a half now on YouTube and um, and on the podcast side. And of course, historically in Europe, we love it when Americans tell us what we're doing wrong with something that we invented. Also with us tonight, we have Freddy, all the way to the right. Say hello, Freddy. Hello, Freddy. I still no, no, that's right. How are you doing yourself, Freddy? Uh, I can't complain, you know, drinking whiskey, painting dudes, uh, talking to you guys. Okay. Just like any Sunday should be, right? Like every Sunday should be and will be. All Sundays uh, will and be. also with us quietly sitting in the corner wondering how the hell we keep roping him into this we have pelle how are you doing pelle well i'm doing fine thank you i hope so i think so <laughs> listening to you guys rumble about in my corner listening to Thinking us about... you're starting to question if you are really doing fine <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i'm doing fine Talking about demons. And myself. myself. Yeah, today we're going to talk about demons. And myself, myself. Uh, of course, uh, Krell, or as Freddy calls me, that other Chris, uh, all the way here from the Brandon Hersey. And don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, as well as our up and coming YouTube channel. Tonight, we are going to talk about demons and runestorms. Um, Ned actually has a large repository of knowledge in this matter, so we're going to take advantage of that and check him out on YouTube as well as today. We're going to talk about all things you want to ask about demonology, but you're too shy to ask. So, before we do that, a quick turnaround table. What are people doing hobby-wise? Just one thing, Freddy, not everything. Freddy, start. What are you doing hobby-wise? Uh, can I say two things? <laughs> I just said one. Uh, I want to do two things. I'm doing uh, uh, Imperial Fist, Last Cannon Sword, and also I am doing my favorite demon model, which I'm going to talk about later when we go through what is our favorite demon model. Oh, consistency. And it won't be the one that I put in the chat because I found <laughs> me, myself something that's even more sexy. Freddy's abandoning his favorite demon model for a younger, hot, yeah. sexier version. I 3D printed <laughs> myself. With horns. <laughs> Freddy is a horny devil. So basically, Freddy. Ned, what have you been working on? Well, uh, this weekend I got, I finally had time to bust out part of the uh, Legion Imperialis box. So I painted one sprue of infantry for the Solar Ox, put together some tanks, and then I weathered all of the bases 
So I'm excited to try that out because I actually never played Epic. So what? Never had a chance to do that. Yeah. Not a yeah, single version of it. No. Say, say what? Not a single version no. of it. No, Early. no, nothing. I had so I started playing in. Um, I started playing in like 2000. No, no, no I'm sorry. Started playing in like the mid 90s when I was in like grade school or middle school. And then uh, I took like a long break and then didn't come back to the game, honestly, until like 2017. So I missed a huge chunk of things. Yeah. You discovered women and alcohol, I assume. (laughs) Well, I mean, yes, basically. That's like when I sold most of my Games Workshop stuff, which I regret now we're looking at eBay prices. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Before but no, I'm, I am. I bought. So I decided because of the way the box works, you know, and because of the way the rules are, um, the box that you have isn't a legal force because you've got too many points of each to field accurately and fully. So I traded all of my Marines to a guy I know in Omaha and uh, Sean. Do any of you know Sean from Omaha? Yep. Yeah, you know Sean from Omaha. Uh, I gave him all my Marines, and he gave me all of his Solar Ox, so I should have enough to build a build a reasonably uh, high pointed army, and I'm hoping to play some of that in January. So nice. Are you going to bring it to Adepticon? I would like to. I would really like to. And actually, so the whole thing actually leads into an entire another gag. Um, I did a in one of my recent episodes of the podcast, a listener asked if I was ever going to cover Solar Ox. Because I've covered, I covered militia and I covered demons and obviously marines and I talked briefly about mechanicum, but really not much. And I said no, I was never going to do uh, ox because so like in the past I had gotten a lot of questions about iron hands, which was an army that I had never considered before. And then after spending so much time theory crafting and thinking about them, I ended up buying just a ton of them, and I had like now I've got like nine thousand points of iron hands. <laughs> so. I was like, there's no way I'm going to cover Solar Ox because those models are beautiful. I don't want to paint 200 models. And so then uh, I've got a group of friends that watch, hang out with, and like are part of the Heresy Accountability Buddies podcast. Yeah, and great, uh, we, great we do a... Yeah, they're a great podcast. I, I, I guessed on there quite a bit, too. And... um. So I said, they said, well, you know what we're going to do is when we do the Secret Santa thing, we're just going to give you Solar Ox. Like, we're going <laughs> to disregard what you want. And you're going to just, so apparently what I'm doing is I'm going to be getting just a crap ton of Solar Ox. And apparently I'm bringing Solar Ox to Adepticon and nice. also Legion Imperialis. Nice. But Ooh. to really make it special, though, for those who were at Adepticon last time, you were probably subjected to quite a bit of Malort. Malort. Yes. Yeah, that's probably actually, you know what? That's, yeah. I speak in American there. All right. (laughs) But, but anyway, um, I'm theming the, uh, because everybody had such a miserable time drinking that, um, I'm theming the whole Solar Ox after that drink. And so that's all. For for those of you who are not like Ned, educated fellas such as ourselves, basically Mm -hmm. he's talking about the active ingredient absinthe, which is called wormwood in English. Mm hmm. And it's uh, it's a drink that's it's important culturally to Chicago because it survived prohibition in America because it could be classified as 
an elixir and not alcohol. <laughs> so technically not alcohol. Why? Technically it kills not, you. It kills yeah, you. Oh, okay. This is well, not good sounds, for unit. It's like actually a drug. So it's legal. Yes. Yeah, drink it. It tastes like pencil shavings. Why would anyone drink this for fun? Yes. You can't outlaw it. So anyway, that's how it survived, and so now it's just a like every time we do a weekend get together, somebody brings a bottle of Malort, and we all hate it. Um, you know, but it's it's the fun that binds. So anyway, I've got to do a lot of solar ox in the next couple of months. Do you know how you can check if you got like a good bottle of Malort? No. So basically, you need like an old copper table. You know, like the old ones like your great grandma would have. It's like a bead sure. of copper and just a couple of steel legs. If you put mm-hmm. the ball down with anything under it and you remove mm-hmm. it after a couple minutes and the pattern has burnt off in a perfect circle, you've got a good bottle. Good. There you go. That's... Good for you? No. <laughs> no. Good, good bottle, yes. though. Yes. All right. I'll have to bring, a, I'll have to bring one of those to uh, Adepticon so we can test. Which of yeah, the bottles good. is the best? Uh, have, you, have, you, have you booked a hotel? Are you on the venue or are you somewhere else? Oh no, I'm. I got that teacher money, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay at one of those uh, satellite sites that is actually just a closet. Um, okay. So yeah. I have the government being money. A teacher, like, yes, in Sweden, being a teacher is an honored profession and it's actually a well paid and very well respected profession in which you oh. are paid fairly. Uh-huh. He's very well. sarcastic right there. He's yes, I am. Like, it's like fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's so ungrateful and it's shitty. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, like the privatization has really ruined the system. Now, the parents, when I was a kid, if you fucked up, sorry for swearing, like the, the teacher would call your parents and they would beat you. Now, if you fuck up, the teachers will call your teach. The parents will t- call your teacher and fuck them up. Yeah, yeah. It's it is. There's some of that here, but generally speaking, I'm. St- it's still pretty. It's still pretty great, but it is definitely not. Um, you know, I'm not getting rich over here. That's for sure. No, but it's fine. Okay, so so as to not get totally derailed already. Yeah, right. Helen, what are you working on? What do I working on? I'm actually working on some demons, some plague bearers. Nice. Yeah. Very been cool. Working out for a while, and I picked it up like today because we're going to talk about it. Yes, excellent. You could call it timing. You could call it coincidence. I don't know. Or in pre-planned. The fate, in the fates well that planned. bind, there are no coincidences. Yes. Yeah. It's the rune storm. Just yes. Happens. As for myself, I am also working on some. Uh, well, actually, I guess technically not Legionis Imperialis. Just some. <laughs> Uh, uh, Adeptus Titanicus I've got done. I just finished my uh, Reaver as well as my two Warhounds. It's going to be the Legion that walked with the Thousand Suns. And I'm also doing like a bunch of old epic rhinos and infantry and uh, the old like dreadnoughts. You know the guys who just held two cannons over their heads? Yeah. Yeah. Those as well as a metallic contemptor and like an old command stand for epic, uh, which has a librarian on it. And like some Kratos and Cyphus and stuff from Legionis Imperialis. There you go. There you go. So back to today's episode. First of all, before we get too deep into this, thank you for coming, Ned. Uh, we would have been lost without your expertise. We just sat around rambling about superstition and preconceptions and no ideas of what we're talking about. So, briefly, how did it come into your life that you were going to play demons? So I, I was just interested in the variety of them. Um, they... I was I really got into White Scars when uh, book eight came out of the Black Books, and it was in the book. And I really appreciated the variety and the change, um, the difference of the flavor as they were um, added onto things. I also have 
purchase tried to purchase into Sigmar several times. And one of the only things that sticks for me is the demons there as well. And so, I mean, for me, the economy of buying an army that you can use um, in multiple different game systems is definitely that's a perk. So that was honestly one of my main parts and concepts. I think they make for a really interesting antagonist in the setting. And uh, yeah, they fit in with a lot of cool things. I just also just love the models, the GW models. I love them. I think that's a really underestimated choice because if you love the models you work with and you actually get infused to do like 40 different dudes in like five different positions. So like excellent choice. And yeah. I know Freddy, Freddy has like some dark secrets oh. from the past when he used to do demons as well. Uh, yes, I do. Like, but like a couple of because uh, I used to play demon, like a chaos army back in fourth ed, uh, Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Uh, when I I sold that off, but I have a couple of dudes still lying around. Do you remember like the first? You had those blood and uh, blood letters with the big massive sword that looked kind of like retarded. Yep. And they yeah. then they reamped them in sixth ed, and they became like weird bestial looking things with massive axes. Dogmen. Yeah, sort of like dogmen sort of thing. I really love those dogmens, but they're fucking hard to get hold of. Oh yeah, it's like I have like, I have like a, I have like uh, I think I have seven or some shit of them. But I really want to make like a unit, like a proper unit, because I have so many corn demons. And usually, like uh, when I feel the demons in Horus Heresy, like in First Ed, uh, I was using like all my old corn uh, demons. Yeah, like I play for uh, Warhammer Fancy, which I got into in the beginning. I've got uh, Hordes of Chaos Army, which is basically demons, beastmen, and mortals. So I go pretty staunchly Team STD. So I do Nurgle, <laughs> Nurgle and Slanesh. Uh, I found it's a pretty effective way. And also I get to paint uh, loads of different models. And you can do stuff like blue plague bearers or like purple plague bearers. And like if you want to do them for Horus Heresy or like 40k, just cut the swords off and like put a las gun or a Shiki Shane sword on there. Um, so, of course, the STD stands for Super Transformed Demonic Variety and nothing yeah. else. Nat- naturally. Oh, yeah, obviously. Pelle, what's uh, your background into demonology? How did you I fall? haven't really played demons that much. I usually been a, uh, how to put it, the loyal kind of guy. Uh, my introduction in demon first time is Fantasy Battle as well. I think I played a Dark Elf and I tweaked the uh, background a little bit, and from there jumped into some uh, demon armies. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you always had those stupid uh, demons for your thousand sons in 40k as well. Yeah, those uh, I still have those uh, metal uh, horrors. Oh, those are nice. Um, I still have unopened blisters with metal horrors. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's it, uh, I'm gonna sell it, sell them when I retire, I guess. If it's the sixth ed ones, they go for like a bucket loads of money. If it's like the fourth ed ones, the one with pointy fingers and weird blisters, <laughs> they yeah, are like, even more expensive. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. Is, you need a shitload of them because they split back then. Um, yeah. You kill the one pink horror, then two new appeared. Yeah, two blue horrors. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. For those of you um, who don't know more... what we're talking about, you should go check them out because, like, the first generation of horrors were just basically like weird, blemmy sort of characters who held up long like fingers, a... and one it's of them fucking... flipped them off. Yeah, yes, I... that one <laughs> it, exactly. It was just like a round head with 
<laughs> it's like a stick figure with only a head and no body. Yeah, like a blemmy, like the mythological yeah. fra- character from yeah. uh, Gulliver's Travels or like the Roman Kingdom. It's just like uh, a potatoes gube. You know, when kids yeah. draw, they don't do like... Yeah, the first, kids draw the first uh, sketch of a human. It's just a yeah. head and uh, arms and legs. Yeah. Fun, fun fact, Herodotus said that that was actually a genetic memory of people remembering the, the blemmy beasts. There you go. Education didn't need. Yeah, like, and one of them, uh, the musician just drums on his head, which he just puts some tan hide or. That's awesome. Um, and more modern take on that is that I was really growing really, really tired of painting space marines. I want to do oh, something yeah. else. And I don't want to do militia. <laughs> Why? Auxilia. What's, what's wrong with a dude doing militia? You're like 10,000 fucking dudes that's kill themselves on the table just by looking at an opponent. No, no, I had to do something Can else. you hear the people sing? It's a song <laughs> of angry men. It's a song you know, of a people who will never be slaves again. If you say that too loudly that you don't want to paint all those, if you have jerks for friends, they'll just send you them. Yeah, like, they, like uh, I don't have any yeah. jerk for friends. No, I, I feel, I feel <laughs> they are jerks. I feel, but, yeah. yeah, I feel like Ned's jerks for friends are a lot nicer than our ostensibly good friends. They're like, no, maybe. we're going to give you models. Oh, yeah, Chris, no. you haven't said the same <laughs> thing to me. That's a good point. A good point. It's, like, it's like if Ned was single, they're like, we're going to set you up an attractive model. Oh, no, you guys are truly the worst. Oh, my. <laughs> your, wor- your friends seem like the worst, Ned. I know, they're mean. Yeah, the real mean remodels and stuff. Yeah, for his birthday, I'm gonna punish him by saying sending him a Malkador. I guess I don't know. Ah. Well, my birthday was last weekend, so you you you've ruined it. (laughs) Send Pella one. Okay, that's even better. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so no new more new way of painting, uh, new model opportunities, new way of thinking, something new, really new. So. That's why I hooked up on them. That's an excellent right. palette cleanser. Like it's a good way to like get your hobby groove back. Yeah, uh, exactly. I'm so tired of doing Space Marines. I get post traumatic stress of power armor, <laughs> shoulder pads, and shit. Uh, yeah, but I have some really cool conversions going on. If you take the standard play bearer, perhaps this is not a hobby time, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. And you know those blowpipe that those skinks model had. Yes, like, yes, indeed. So you remove the sword. And then you glue the, those blowpipes on. So you get a Nurgle demon spitting Nurgle goo on you. That's going to be awesome. That's actually a pretty nice. good explanation because like back in, I guess, 5th to 7th ed, the Plague Bears did get an unidentified shooting attack of 6 inches, which is just like strength 4 poisoned. And you never yeah, really wasn't that uh, like the cloud of flies or something? No, that was the one that made them harder to hit. It was like they had oh, a okay. weird shooting attack that was never really explained. So that's like the horror of your mind could fill in the blanks. Yeah. The background is that in the demon list, you can upgrade your stock standard troopers to have a shooting attack. So that's what I'm going for. Like yeah. having a lost gun or a bolt or something. So, so like, cool, that's, cool yeah. uh, hobby project. And something totally different. So we have the wizened teacher here in the form of Ned, who actually has to do some work on his free time. Sorry about that. And we have the eager student in Pella, and of course the two observers in me and Freddy. <laughs> Freddy. We're, we're just going to watch you instruct his lied body, <laughs> Ned. All right. Well, I'll just tell you what I, what I think. Because I think there's, there's definitely some other, there's definitely some things to, I mean, 
there are clearly some things in this PDF that work. There's opportunities to take, and then there are traps. Um, yes. Tell us. And unfortunately, I think that, well, I mean, you look at it a couple different ways. Um, it's only a 20-page or 24-page PDF, so there's not a lot to go through. Um, but it just seems like there are definitely some hits or misses. So, I mean, you can have fun painting and modeling all this different stuff. Um, but I think, I think it's good if you are, a, you know, listening to this episode and you are demon curious, as said, it is probably in this one, a better idea to pay attention to what these units do, because if you are a person with a limited hobby budget, you can, you can definitely buy some stuff that's going to be a real stinker and not saying you have to balance everything to be top table you know, competitive, but this, this book does have some things that are probably objectively bad and will make it not fun for you to play with and against. So. So like, if you're just going to build an army, you need to start with an etheric domain, right? And the best way I can explain it, it's like, it's like militia provenance, except you always have to choose one. Correct. And without like getting too granular, you could say that there's like proto siege, proto slanish, proto malal. Uh, and protocorn. Yes. So, yeah, should we just go through those real briefly? Yeah, like just briefly in passing. You can do okay. one and like Pelican do one. Sure. Well, I'll start with uh, I'll start with Encroaching Ruin, which I'm going to say right now, um I love for several reasons, one of which is because it's a great way to represent sort of just a chaos like undivided or just sort of like a generic ruin storm thing. Um but Encroaching Ruin is the one where um when the demon unit type fails a morale check, instead of taking D3 wounds, um, you just take one automatic wound with no saves, um, which is fantastic for a number of reasons, one of which is this entire army uh, doesn't fall back. They just take wounds. And if you can only if you can set it up so you're only taking one wound, even if you do fail, you're very, very, very efficient tar pits. You're not likely to run. Um, and then the other thing that's really amazing about them is that they get moved through cover, which is exceptional for an army list, which really is just, and I mean, I'm not being facetious, you're like 95% melee. So being able to make sure you can move effectively all over the board is really quite something. And I mean, since you don't have a lot of shooting, if somebody just camps out in some terrain to claim an objective, being able to just charge in there effectively and getting in yeah. further has to be a real boon. No, 100%. It's amazing. It's super efficient. I mean, yada, yada, you win games in the movement phase. You know, it really just helps you get to exactly where you need to go and have the most impact on the board that you can, which you 100% need to do. You cannot be getting slowed down with his army because your first two turns are so important and uh, for everything else. Pelle, is there like an etheric domain that you've been glancing at? That is hopefully um, not this one. When you mention it... And perhaps I talked about it indirectly. Since I'm doing play bearers, I'm a Death Guard player. Of course, it's the one called Putrid Corruption. And what and, does that one do, just in passing? Uh, in short, it gives you the heavy unit subtype and uh, it makes a special corrupted resonance roll. Resonance roll to avoid being wounded. So, this is a, a damage mitigation roll. Basically, a feeling of pain. And uh, only 5 plus. So, your entire army basically got a, a feeling of pain of 5 plus. 
Uh, and this uh, unit is heavy. So you're not going to run anywhere fast, are you? Um, but it's a very, very Nurglish, Nurglish themed. Uh, the point is, you cannot take it against uh, instant death, psychic focus, or force. So, but normal standard wounds, you can take it. So, yeah, that's clearly a Nurgle themed etheric dominion in my. Yeah, I think the, the five plus is great. Um, the biggest thing for me is that heavy, which is cool against blast, but just like you said, um, you're you're walking everywhere. Yeah. You don't get to run or you don't get to advance. That's that's hard. That's tough. Yeah, what you're gonna do? We're probably gonna talk about it later, but there are specific characters you can use to deploy on on deep in the table. Right. So that's but we're gonna talk about that later, I guess. In sure. the follow in the follow up of the vein of Team STD, I'm gonna take the one called Rapture Sensation. Basically, if you make a charge. Uh, as long as it's not disorder, you get to strike one higher initiative. And also, you have to reroll fail test for blind as well as concussive. And like that doesn't seem great maybe to you, but imagine being really good at close combat and have a good initiative and then have weapon skill of one uh, or like initiative one. So oh, for like, sure. It's in those specific situations, it would be very, very beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, but then again, in those very specific definitions. And the reason I would take this is because I've got some Diaz Demonets as well as some Diaz Seekers, and I really want to use them. Nice. <laughs> That's as deep as I thought about this. Uh, so, so, Freddy. Yeah, Freddy. Oh, you want me to say something about my corn dudes? Or what? Yeah, we it's, saved it's, one for you. Okay, the Headless Slaughter. It's probably the easiest one out there. Like, everything within eight, you have to charge it. And you get plus one on your charge... Rolls, you get plus one on your freaking sweep advance rolls. Uh, and you get, oh, I think you get plus one on everything that has to do with close combat, don't you? Like the winning combats and so on. Yep. Yeah. So it's like you have to charge everything within eight and then you get plus ones. So plus this ones is a point well. and click for the drunk one. <laughs> My kind of army. Yeah, if you, I mean it's plus one to sweeping advance rolls as well. I don't, yeah. I, I'm, I'm spaced. Out. I don't know if you said that, but that's yeah, it's really good. Yeah. If you're the, if you're the kind of guy who gets drunk and forgets where your cell phone is while talking in your cell phone uh, at Adepticon, <laughs> this is the RB for you. <clears throat> Rumors was there's no evidence that this ever happened. <laughs> this totally you know, happened. Um, the other thing about this one is that it, it very nicely synergizes with Kabanda, which is a cool thematic thing. Um, but Kabanda's warlord trait works very well with this etheric dominion. Um, which do we want to wait and talk about that later? Yeah, I think we're gonna jump into special characters already. All right, save, pause, time out, keep going. Uh, yes, ignore what he said. Yeah, <laughs> there are shenanigans. Um, can yes. I say, can I say one more dominion? Yes, of course. Of course. All right, uh, so the other one that I think, um, malevolent artifice is pretty good. Um, and that is the one that makes it so that you can re-roll saves against weapons that are uh, fired against you if their strength is lower than your unmodified toughness. So for your big monsters, this means that, for example, anything that can have a native toughness of 7 or higher, um, it's very hard for you to get chunked down by something like bolters or um, even Volkites of any strength, which is excellent. The biggest thing about this one is that 
because it's unmodified toughness, uh, you are essentially, it's only like brutes and on up, like brutes and then the big monsters that are going to benefit from this. Your lesser demons will get nothing. So there, it does not have the, like, the mass application of, you know, the putrid corruption or encroaching ruin or even heedless slaughter. But it is really good for those big beasts if you're going to just run a bunch of big beasts. And that, are you old enough to remember, like, these books called For Dummies, like Windows for Dummies and like yes. systems? Do you remember, like, when they went through stuff, there were, like, sidebars where they asked stupid questions? Yes. I'm going to ask a stupid question. Should you care about your troops when you're playing a demon army? Like, should you try and protect them or, like, give them uh, good benefits? Or are you just there to soak up damage and let you advance with the big guys? In my opinion, uh, probably not. Um, because you really need them. Well, okay, let's say it this way. There isn't another etheric dominion that does a really good job of protecting them in, in an immediate way other than putrid corruption. The one thing that is great, um, encroaching ruin will keep them alive by just when they fail their leadership tests, they won't many of they won't have as many of them dying. But basically, they are one of your two scoring choices. So you need to make sure you've got them, and they've got to be sort of kept protected. Um, but essentially, like they're they're mostly just largely screens. So no, it's not necessarily the biggest deal or loss if you um, if you don't protect them. The biggest thing, I guess, is that if you're running malevolent artifice, you're probably not bringing a ton of lesser demons because you're not synergizing there. That's it. Okay, just like food for thought for myself. So should we go through just like in passing uh, for the HQ choices? You have basically like uh, like the Mega Dude, yep. uh, the, the Prince, and the Harbringer who heralds change. I'm not going to be coy about it. <laughs> basically, it's like a herald, a demon prince, and a greater demon. We yes. could mention there are at Sink Dish Dominion as well, of course. There is. And a Malala yeah. one, I suppose. Yes. And a demon versus demon one. So if you're interested in that, just hit the PDF and start studying. Yeah, looking, the, the one demon versus D&D, demon. Is... One. Oh, I'm sorry. Go if ahead. you're looking for hot D&D, there's one as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's also the, um, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of it. Now, I'm, it's the one that I tried really hard to make work. Um, Infernal Tempest. It's the one where you get uh, um, Hammer of Wrath with Deflagrates. And I was like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. And I really wanted to make it work, but it's terrible. Um, but I really wanted also, it to be fun. Also, you get like an 8-inch shooting, yes. which has some weird rule that is... But you can only oh. fire it in reactions. So, Okay, so like I react, and then if I charge you, I hit without needing to roll to hit? Yeah, it's very strange. Okay, fair, 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 fair. Weird, but yeah. Yeah. It's hmm. weird to me that, like... <laughs> for the They're demons. Form, they are supposed to be weird. Yeah, but like... That's there's, true. Yeah, but there's one effect mean Dominion whose entire thing is the rule of D3 when you're in close combat, and it either makes you really good at fighting something quick, really good at fighting tanks, or like really good at fighting in close combat, but like you don't choose which unit does what. It's just completely and utter random. I mean, it's fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chaos. It's like playing the fucking orcs. <laughs> yeah, it's chaos orcs. Yeah. So, like, uh, about these, like, uh, I guess, <laughs> large, small, and medium shake demons. Yeah. Uh, Herald, Prince, and, like... Sovereign. 
sovereign, yeah. Demon, <laughs> greater demon. <laughs> uh, like, mm-hmm. what's the, disp- the disposition you'd use there? Like, do you take two big guys? Or like, because it seems since these guys are one of the few things that actually cost a lot of point, maybe you want to take a sovereign just to fill out an army list. I did like a 1500 point list and I couldn't really make it work without taking one of the big dudes. How do you usually? Yeah, run so, it? okay. Big or... So, in my, in the video that I shared with you guys. Yep. I did a breakdown of all these units, and I—I th- I mean, I think the the sovereign is maybe the best unit in the list. Um, it's tough, it's strong, it has a high weapon skill and high initiative. It's got a pretty decent number of attacks at five attacks. Um, it is an HQ choice, so that is one thing that like uh, is limiting because you're also probably going to want to take a herald, which we'll get into in a minute, but. Um, they're really, really strong. They're really tough. They have it will not die five up and a four up invulnerable save. And they are, I believe they're immune to instant death. No, they're not. They're not. Oh, no, they are. They have Imperium Avatar. They're immune to instant death. Yeah. Um, but uh, the biggest thing about them is that, like, it's sort of questionable about, like, and I talked about this, um, the idea of what I understand about the hierarchy of demons in the story it doesn't make sense for you to have three of these because <laughs> they would all want to kill each other and take control over it. So it's kind of like, you know, um, in or there, there should be obviously one orc that is bigger than the other orcs, and that's the boss, right? Um, the fact that you can take three of these HQs and you're just going to make one of them the leader and the other two, whatever, that's... Uh, I don't like that. Um, the other thing is that it's got, like... There's some other really fantastic bits of rules writing in here. Um where you can choose to take a sovereign great blade for 10 points, um, which is a fantastic upgrade. But it, this is, and this is just a hilarious little bit of, I'm not sure who proofread this, but the sovereign great blade takes this model up to 11 with a strength plus three, um, AP one, melee brutal three, murderous strike five up, and it's unwieldy. So you look right there and you think, well, there's a trade off because you know, unwieldy, but it's a monstrous creature, so it ignores unwieldy. So it's still striking at initiative six with this thing, and it's just going to hammer anything you throw at it. Which is awesome. (laughs) Which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. It's really cool. Um, And then there's, of course, it, it has full access to all of the upgrades, which maybe we should talk about the upgrades really fast. Yeah, like... yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, you have, uh, should I just like tell you where basically you can have wings, you can have like, you can become a jetpack unit, and the other ones are also good. Yeah. Like those are the ones I remember because those were when I glanced at, and also like having the weapon, uh, which is called an etheric great blade. Yeah. So they, they get a whole bunch. Um, the, the biggest thing for people who played in 1.0 versus now will notice right away is that in what, Heresy 1.0, there was customization all over the place, you know, um, basically like almost every unit had a number of upgrades it could unlock and they're greatly limited in this PDF. Um, for example, your, uh, lesser demons, um, which should be like a cool way to like flavor out the entire list. They're extremely vanilla and you don't really get any upgrade options on those. Um, you get a couple upgrade upgrade options here and there. A couple of units already have one of those upgrades built in. But here's where you can have access to all of them. So 
the immaterial wings, obviously the jump back thing to make a giant scary monster be able to jump is amazing. Um, on top of that, then there's other things you can do with it, like um, give it warp forged flesh to up its armor save by one to a maximum of two plus, which you're going to want to do. Um, and then there's a couple different weapon options as well. You can give it a shooting attack, which is essentially a two shot melt-a-gun, which is cool because uh, this model then would be one of only a couple of units that can actually shoot anything. So, I mean, having a melt-a-gun on your um, main HQ uh, body killer or, you know, killing machine is pretty awesome. Um, and then you can also give it rage as a rule. But, I mean, like, these guys are going to get real expensive in points. You're looking at, like, 430 points, probably, for one of them. And so, you can make him a psyker, can't you? And you can, oh, yeah, and you can make him a psyker, too. Yeah. So, which, it, it's, the upgrade for that's, like, 40 points. But I mentioned in my review that, honestly, like, that's the, pretty much the exact same point upgrade that, that a, uh, Centurion pays for, uh, to be a psyker in the, uh, you know, in Neptus, or in, sorry, in the Space Marine book. So, like, it's not that big of a points cost considering the impressive chassis that you can put that rule onto. So. Yeah, another thing is, like, you could give it Flamer, and I just checked it out. Etheric Flight, which is cheaper than Material Wings, means you get three extra move, uh, but you can also go over-friendly and enemy mods units and ignore terrain. Yeah, I've seen the thing like a Danish train test when you land, and you make your bulkier one extra, which... I don't know why that would be bad or good. Like, why do you want to be bulkier? Well, I mean, it might be outnumbering. If you're oh, fighting, oh, yeah, if you're fighting Night Lords. Situations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. I didn't think um, about that. The immaterial wings, the thing is, like, for 15 more points, you get the wings instead of the flight, and you get three more inches of move. So, like, it's... There, there's definitely, if you're, if you're bothering for points, or if you just have a greater demon that you don't want to model wings on, um, the etheric flight sounds like a better option there. But I feel like yeah. if you're if you're if you're worried about having three inches too little, you probably don't have enough inches to begin with anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that's not going to make a difference. Uh, also, you could take like a torrent flamer that's fleshbane. I guess that's kind of like thematic because the old like uh, imperial armor demon, uh, mm-hmm. I think Rodigus is what it's called. That one yeah. used to have this as well. Like uh, yeah. he was modeled with it as well, so like it ties very well into old Fourth World Demon Prince. Yeah, that flame. These is guys are these flame. guys are really good. They're really strong, um, and I would expect, um, probably you're seeing one to two of these in most lists. I don't think you should do more than two because they're really really tough to deal with. I think. Yeah, and if you do more than one, like we we demand like a one page essay at the least as to why yeah. your head is two. I would probably do it like they're actually the same demon, but he's split in two different parts, and one is ruled by desire and one by greed. That's fun. Or it's a uh, greater pink horror. Yeah, a great. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you can three D print a pink horror in like two of them. Yeah, so they're two two uh, blue horrors because it's yeah. Split. Or you could do like uh, a turn on Kairos Fate Weaver before it became Kairos Fate Weaver, which I know doesn't work. But still, like you could have one uh, Herald of Change who only speaks the truth and one only speaks the lies. And That's like funny. commanding internally. That's cool. There There's a lot of themes you could do, but like, as Ned said, don't bring That's worth mentioning. There are a lot of stories and background for demons out there. Both oh, yeah. 4K. So 
just hit the Wikipedia and start digging for inspiration. Do not yeah. read the Wikipedia. Just pick up all the Horus Heresy books, read them all, and remember them in your own mentally built uh, fortress Make of an notes. A- library of Alexandria. Remember everything yes. all the time. Or be Depending on who you are and how much time you have. So, yes. And if somebody doesn't remember something correctly, don't forget to sneer at them in a disapproval look. Right, Ned? You're a teacher. That's, that's Zinch right there. You're yeah, channeling just, it right there. Yep. Just, just undermine their very self-confidence and what makes mm-hmm. them themselves. Just laugh at them. How Beautiful. dare they? How dare they? That's perfect. Uh, moving down, ironically, from a sovereign to a hierarch. Uh, do you use this? Like, uh, I, I think it's... Be- no. No. Like, it's, it's like a weaker version of a demon... Like a greater demon, but like it's too expensive to be a herald. It's a two hundred and fifty. Yeah. So I think no, because among other things, um, the biggest thing, it, it it is stuck with the infernal armaments, and so you've got an HQ that doesn't even have an AP two weapon. Um, and it's just for the points. Yeah, you don't. It's not cheaper enough from a sovereign to to really bring it. And if you were going to go a no sovereign list, then I would just bring more heralds and summon more stuff. So, yeah, yeah, you heard it. You heard it here. Don't skip this one. It. Yeah, I think it's bad. I think it's bad. <laughs> it's bad, and you should feel bad for thinking about using one. Uh, moving don't on. feel bad. Yes, don't feel bad. No, feel bad. Oh. Okay, never mind. Yeah, that's what we're going with. Yeah, yeah, they should feel bad. Good. Always win. No, I'm kidding. Like, do whatever you want. Like, have good fluff. Have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Demon Harbinger. Like, when I played 40k and, uh, like, Fancy, I always had Heralds. Because yes, unless it's a huge demonic infestation, and I guess the uh, Ruinstorms are just currently, unless you're at the very end, you see Terra, it's just, like, localized breach. Uh, a Herald is what's going to lead the army. It's basically, a, uh, like, a captain choice to whatever, like, the play bears are being troops. So, like, would you mind walking us through the Harbinger slash Herald? I'm just going to sure. call them heralds. I'm sorry about that. That's fine. Yeah, the har- the heralds. Um, so they're 135 points base. And one of the things that's interesting here is that they are the only HQ choice that can actually take or join a squad. Um, because none of the character models, none of the HQ models, have the independent character special rule. They're all characters, so they cannot join um, other units. Um, so, But the Harbinger can bring three demon attendants which are just brutes, um, and they are they have uh, the Chosen Warrior's special rule, and they can just help keep them safe while they summon stuff. So like a squad for ostensibly a commander. Yes. Yeah, basically. It's just a, yeah, it's just a bodyguard. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you can, like I said, you can take three of them, and I think you probably will want to. The Harbinger can also take one upgrade from the demon upgrade options but they only get three of the choices they can be a psyker they can have rage or they can have warp forged flesh of the three i think warp forged flesh is the winner because they have only a base armor save of four plus and you want them to stay alive so that they can summon stuff which is i think the reason you're bringing them so should i go into the summoning stuff Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think that's yes. very important. Okay. Yeah, this is super important. So the Herald of Unreality is the rule that they have, and essentially at the start of the game, you can select up to two units in that detachment with the Herald, and you can place them in reserve. Um, and they there is a stipulation here, but it's sort of wishy-washy. 
but I would say that you cannot bring a Lord of War. Um, for every Herald you have beyond the first, you can add plus one to this list. So um, if you bring two Heralds, then you can have up to three models in this sort of negative zone where you're waiting to toss them on the board. The reason I make the mention about the Lord of War is probably because of um, incomplete editing. Uh, in the main rules, it makes no concept or mention of the fact that you can't deep strike a Lord of War with this thing. But in the flavor text, it says non-Lord of War. So it feels like it was maybe there's two Mist. versions that were pasted together. So I would go with the default if you can't. But basically, the Herald places a blast marker, a three-inch blast, next to it during a shooting phase or shooting attack. And then um, you can have a model that's in that negative zone walk on from that point. They can walk, they can shoot, and then they can charge from there. Are they, are they walking is, on, like, in the shooting phase? So they're not actually coming in as reserves? Yeah, so that is, that is the tricky thing about it, is that um, it specifically says, um, entering play as if from reserves, treating the warp rift marker as though it was a controlling player's battle edge. And then once they're on there, they may sh um, they move, they shoot as normal, and then charge as normal. The biggest thing is that specifically, um, I don't think that this. Well, and I've had some discussions with people about it, whether or not this triggers um, interceptor reactions. Yeah. Um, and my read is that it doesn't. And part of the reason why is because of what would happen if it did, which is. So you can only typically, uh, unless you're bringing like three of these, okay, you can only bring one model or one unit on per turn, right? So yeah. if it was open to Interceptor, then like you're bringing on your one unit and your opponent like has no reason to save those Interceptor reactions for anything else because the demons have no reserve shenanigans whatsoever. So whatever you're bringing on is just screwed because it's going to get shot to death. So... My my read and my concept for the way it's it looks on the board on the paper and then the way it probably would feel play out in the game is that it would be a real feels bad to have it just get shot with las cannons when it just walks on the board like this because there's nothing protecting you from that if that makes sense. Yeah. Also, I really love the new saying I'm going to use: "Real feels bad." It feels bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, real feels bad. Like it's amazing. I love it. But no, but, I'm stealing it. Doesn't doesn't the intercept? rule states uh, that it happens like before the movement phase? See, I, I, think, I think typically it does. But there are other rules that come into effect, like for example the Breach the Veil special rule which specifically says, and after you're placed then they may react as, as with Interceptor. So there's other examples of things that happen in the shooting phase where the game specifically allows you to intercept them. This one makes no mention of it, and that's why I interpret it saying that you can't. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. But then, like I said, also, mostly it's because because of that never-ending arms race between Deep Strike and uh, Interceptor. Um, demons come out on the e losing end of that because they don't have the ability to overload their opponents with Deep Strikes. So I think that it, it makes sense. The biggest thing about this unit, then, is that you can, like, slingshot um, your demons into uh, your opponent, because you can move, place the thing, 
move on from the thing, the bubble, and then charge as well. So, you know, a demon sovereign or whoever with wings can just really haul and get going on the board here. But I also feel like if you're trying to play the arms race between deep striking and intercept, everybody loses. <laughs> yeah, that's like, also true. Everybody's going to stop having fun real quick. Right. So, like, thanks for that rundown. Should we, like, move on to... I guess Elite is always next for some reason. You have only the Demon Brutes and the Demon Beasts, right? Yes. So, like, one is basically horses and one is basically, like, bears, I guess? That's how... <laughs> in my head... No, like, in my head, that's how I saw it. Sorry. <laughs> so, the, the Brutes are the only Ruin Storm uh, unit that actually has an official model, right? Yeah, for um, from the Forge world, yes. Um, that, at least specifically for this release, I should say. Yeah. Um, and they're great. They're really, really excellent. Um, their movement eight, their weapon skill five, which, as you probably know from playing, is super important this edition. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Their base and toughness five, they have three wounds apiece. Their initiative five, so they're striking faster than most of the things they're going to try to kill. They have three attacks apiece. Leadership seven, which is fine. And then a four plus save. So they're about the same as everybody else is as far as um, that armor save with the demons, which not great armor saves, generally speaking. They do have a five plus invulnerable native. They do have Hammer of Wrath one and they have infernal armaments. So the biggest thing about these guys is the fact that with their infernal armaments, their overall speed, their toughness, um, they strike at AP three brutal two. And then they've got the Immaterial Blade special rule, which I should allude to briefly. Um, Immaterial Blades is a specialized demon-only, essentially it's like a breach, that goes off on a 6, and it slightly will increase or improve the AP of the weapon. So most of the demon melee weapons have the Immaterial Blades special rule, and so it'll increase like 1 or 2 AP values. So they these guys, the Infernal Armaments, they strike at 3, but they can hit at AP 2. But the biggest thing is that they're pretty strong, pretty tough, pretty fast, and they have Brutal 2 on their weapons. So even if you are taking 2-up armor saves, you're doubling the number of saves that your opponent needs to take. Um, they're pretty thick. Dumb, dumb, thick. Dumb, dumb, thick, yeah. Have you found, like, the Demon Breach to be reliable? I mean, statistically, it bears out if you throw enough dice on the board, but otherwise, no, you can't count on it at all. Um, the biggest thing, like, of course, it's going to matter a lot in this 3 to 2 range. That's where you're going to see it the most. But that's one of the things about this one that I just really like, is that because it's still brutal, you're still requiring a lot of dice to toss. Um, and we're kind of getting into getting ahead of ourselves as well, but like there's other ways, for example, for the brutes to make them really effective with just throwing buckets of dice. But um, you know, three attacks a piece, four on the charge, a squad of six of these, which is only like 275 points. Um, th that's a lot of dice. There's a lot of dice that's going to strike faster than most of the marines they're trying to kill. Hitting on a three plus, unless you're going up against something elite you're definitely going to chunk out some of your opponent before they can strike back at you. You're going to survive. You're going to be pretty scary. And if you're going against something like tacticals, you're just going to mulch them. Oh, yeah. That, that one sergeant is not going to help. <laughs> He's not, no. He is not going to make it through this, 100%. No way. No songs will be sung about him on this day. <laughs> no, no. no. Um, this like, is, yeah. 
sorry. I was going to say, I think this is maybe the second best um, data point in the book, in the PDF, um, because it's cheap, it's easily accessible. You don't have that many different, um, you know, units. It, this this list isn't like the the Space Marine list where you've got a lot of competition for your slots. You know what I mean? Like, it's really hard to know what to put in the elite slots in some of the Marine lists. But here, you really don't have that many options. You can bring two or three of these and feel real good about it. And they're real cheap. And they will do a lot of different things for you. So, Do you have a cool concept for an army, a 3D printer, and or a bunch of models, and you don't want to face indecision? Play Demons! Play Demons, <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, and basically that's it. Like, there's not a lot of choices here to make. Actually, honestly, the Elite spot is one of the more competitive spots in the list, other than the HQ spots. Um, but, like, you know, there, there's lots of stuff to do with them. And Brutes are just generic enough that you can print whatever you want, or build different things or just use the models from forge world, which I really, really do like. So do you have them? I do. I've got 12 of them and I'll probably get some more. Yeah. So I bought them initially because I was going to do the bound demons thing. Yeah. Um, but now I'm kind of shelved that because these are way better. And these guys were available in the other list, the bound demons list as well, but, um, they're, they're stronger which makes sense in this list. So they're great. So you spoke about the bears. I guess let's move on to the otters. I mean, the horses. Yeah. So basically yeah. like three of them for 110. Yeah. But you can give them flamers, I guess, and also move an additional three inches. So 13 movement, 13 inch movement through enemy friendly units. I mean, that's pretty good to me. And also like you're getting a torrent. So these guys cares? are cool. Yeah. Who cares? These guys are cool. free. The cool thing about these guys as well, and I think this is one of the only places in the book that does this, but the entire unit can take flight, but you don't have to pay for everybody to get the flame, right? So you could only buy a couple of flames or one just so you could tag things or annoy things or whatever. Yeah. And so like 30 points a piece, they're still toughness four, which means... On the first two turns, their toughness five, three wounds apiece. It's this kind of like these guys would be really excellent, um, like secondary. Um, what do I want to say? Going for that second line tar pits or harassers or whatever else. Um, you know, if you had like if your friends was trying to hide a uh, special weapon squad or a las cannon squad, and you wanted to throw, you know, six of these or five of these at them you would survive the overwatch um you would jump into them and tie them up pretty nicely and the ability to jump through units for these be pretty thick is pretty nice so i definitely see applications for these in a lot of different lists especially with like um encroaching ruin or um what's the other one even heedless slaughter honestly would be pretty excellent here I mean, thematically, I want a big, thick demon prince. No, like a greater demon, and he has expanded wings, and then just like these guys run through him, in a fairly flame wrought beast, yeah. and yeah. just charge into the enemy. Also, well, there's so, a mind game. There's so many different models that exist within the Games Workshop line that would be really great for this. Yeah. So. Yeah. The I don't nervous know snail thing, perhaps. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hilarious. Slime. <laughs> yes. My I've first thing about like using fiends. Those fuckers for this. I want to see if you play the Nurgle theme. It's going to be fairly quick. 
Do they even do juggernauts of Quarrens anymore? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're around, I think. I think they, they, uh, they got an update in the new 40k range. I think they've got some models riding on them um, for the new 40k world eaters. So, I mean, I'm sure you can kitbash and whatever if, if you want to do the new ones if you don't have access to the old ones. I know for a fact that like the Slanish Demon range got an update a year mm. or two back. Yeah. Like they have new fiends who look really nice. Yeah, no, this would be great for that, 100%. Yeah, I guess, like, uh, moving on so we don't get bogged into thematic ideas too much. Sure. You have, uh, for troops, you have, like, uh, two choices. Yeah, the lesser the demons and, and the, the swarms. Lesser demons. Yep. Yeah. So the lesser demons are the bread and butter. Um, these ones, of the two of them, the uh, the swarms are cool. They're fine. But they do have the support squad choice. So no matter what, every army of demons is going to have two squads of Ruin Storm Lesser Demons. Um, because you got to take these as your compulsories. 120 points for 10 of them. They do have line. They do have a 5 plus invulnerable save, which is the same as their regular armor save. Um, they have Demon Armaments, which does give them um, AP 4 on regular strikes or AP 3 on rends, which is pretty good. Um, and then they can take projectiles as well for one point apiece. But what's important to note is that that gets rid of your demon armaments. So you lose the ability to do that mini breach in order to get your little shooty shoot. So it's a swap out. I feel like I'd probably want the demon breach instead of the shooty shoot. The thing, the thing that I've noticed, and I actually mentioned this is that like, let's say you were going to bring four squads of lesser demons. I could see bringing two and two um, just because especially if you're playing like Siege of Chthonia style missions with progressive scoring or where you're going to have something standing kind of, you need to have something standing back a ways from the main battle or the main scrum. It mightn't be bad to have one squad that can shoot, I guess, so they can try to impact something in the game. Um, but like their ballistic skill isn't that great. Um, it's not super strong. It's only like strength user. So it'll be fine and, early and terrible late um but it's uh, at one point per model it's not really going to be like a huge bonus one way or another but you're probably going to try to keep these guys cheap so i can imagine most people just going with melee weapons i suppose yeah you're not gonna win a game with those shooting attacks if you do it you're gonna do it for fluff of flavor reason probably right right um the swarms, though, are kind of interesting, but there's a couple of things that are, that are to note that are, well, I mean, complicated about them. One is that they have no war gear, so they do not rend anything. Their weapon skill three, um, they are going to kill absolutely nothing for you, but they are four points. They are four wounds apiece, um, and they do have, you know, a six plus and a vulnerable save. They're 15 points of base, so you can tarp at something, I guess, and especially if you go with, like, Encroaching Ruin, where when you lose combat, which you're going to lose combat with these guys every time, um, th they'll only lose one wound off of one of these four wound models apiece, or bases apiece. So, like, they might stick around. What's funny about them, though, is that they have the Swarm Rule, which means they take double wounds from uh, Blast and Templates. So, like, if you have anything like a strength six template, anything or a flamer or a blast. I mean, uh, these guys are just going to get instant killed 
And for every hit you score on them, you're going to kill two bases. So, I, think it's, I think it's really nice because everybody thinks explosions are pointless now. So in answering the theoretical question is, why the hell should I even have explosions anymore? Here, here you go, man. For these guys, look out for yeah. the demon swarms. Yeah. No, I mean, like, uh, I was talking to Sean about this earlier today, and he was telling me about how he's run some demon swarms for variety, and he'll play against people that have a Scorpius, you know? And the, oh, Scorpius, no. the Scorpius will clip, like, miss and clip, like, three of the bases, but it, they auto they convert all their wounds, so it counts as six wounds. And because it's strength eight on toughness four, even on the first two turns, you just instant kill them all. So oh, you no. just wipe the you know. So I mean, like they they have they have definite problems. Um, they're still super cool, and I would love to model them, especially if I was playing uh, Nurgle because I love Nurglings. Oh yeah, almost as much as I love Grots. But so, here's a little bit challenge for you, Freddy. Yep. Do a corn demon swarm. Do you three D print some three D print some epic bloodthirsters? Yeah, like mini nurgling bloodthirsters. Mini, yeah. yeah, I I just What's love have like I just like have some telekinetically hatred filled axes flying through the airs in a large swarm. I like it. That works too. You just I think they're like cannonballs. Yeah. Or, or actually, wait, wait, wait. I have the idea. Like flaming skulls. Like a whole. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's skull good. for the skull again. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I think. Um, one second. Oh, I'm sorry. I just got a push notification from a kid who's trying to tell me his grade is not his fault. Um, <laughs> of course, it's your fault. Why yeah, else you right. teach you, damn it? Why did you do this to me? Okay, Why sorry. You, I was going to get a car for my sweet 16. <laughs> Why are you doing this? That was nice. I like that accent. Oh, cool. Um, Nobody ever think... said that to me ever in my life. <laughs> uh, look what you started. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've made him worse. No, I think, I think of the two, the, the lesser demons are probably like better. But like it's funny because if you make if you make it to turn like five, these guys are gonna be toughness three and have a five plus save, and they're just gonna get pulped by whatever. So they're just they're just cannon fodder that might do something on the first two turns. Hopefully they're scoring, but they're fine. Should we go on to the fun the real fun stuff, the fast attack choices? Oh yeah. Uh, yes. It's all coming together now. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I was I was joking, so for the listeners out there, the fast attack choices kind of stink here. Um, I forget they exist. They you should because they they're. I read this, you know. Okay, this is this is the thing that I try to do. Okay, I was going to situations, and I mean I read a little bit and I I think a fair amount, um, but I always assume that I'm missing something, right? So I sat down and I looked at these these unit entries and I was like, "There's a way to make these work." I'm just missing something. I'm not paying attention. And I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought about it some more, and I don't freaking get it. I don't know I, what you're I just imagined you, like, underneath an apple tree, and you can literally yes. see, like, the seasons turn, like, the grass goes brown, like, yeah. the snow starts falling. You don't yeah. change. Like, your kids are growing up in the background, and then, like, after five seasons, stand up, like, no, I get it now. They're just really, really bad. <laughs> They're just, just terrible. Really, really bad. The the cavalry are probably the worst. So um, the cavalry are 150 points for five. Their movement 12, weapon skill four, ballistic skill three, strength tough four. They do have two wounds, initiative four, two attacks, 
leadership six and a four plus save. They get a five plus invuln and they come with the demon armaments, the same thing that the lesser demons get. Okay. Um, they do have a 12 inch move, but there's no movement shenanigans. So they're not jumping around anything. They're not ethereal, whatever. You can take five extra for 20 points a piece, and then you can swap out their armaments to give them the same kind of bad immaterial projectiles that you could give lesser demons, but only for these, you pay two points a model. For the same shit the ballistics give. Facts, yeah, for the hint. same, yeah. They're t- it's bad. It's just bad. Um, like, there's not enough range on the guns to harass things. The weapons themselves aren't strong enough to do stuff. They're too expensive. They're not tough enough. They don't have enough wounds. Um, I don't get it. The only thing they are, they're fast, actually. Yeah, they're but fast. They, but they're going to stuck in stuff or, or anything. Well, they're screeners, I guess. Like, if you make them sheep, they can run up the side and, like, threaten someone with a rear shot. Yeah. I mean, if you run out of elite spots, I could see taking these, I guess. Um, Contest but an brute, objective, maybe? I mean, beasts are the demon beasts in the elite spot. If you pay to give them flight, um, are probably just better. These guys are cheaper. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you want to make them, sc- I suppose fast screens, maybe. I guess. Um, well, I guess if you like, if you like losing, they're great. Yeah, if you do like losing, they're good. Yeah. No, they're. This is what I mean. Like, I mean, yeah, this is a model that like. There are some things you can take in the Space Marine list that are, like, not very good, but you, they're not going to hurt your chances of winning. And I'm not saying these guys are that bad quite so much, but they just, they're not going to accomplish much of anything for you. They can't score. Um, they're you not particularly kill. strong. They're not going to kill anything. I don't know. Militia, perhaps. At least the, yeah, at least the swarms uh, have line. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. So... The next one is the Harriers, the Ruinstorm Harriers, and these come stock with the Immaterial Wings. So they <laughs> Furies. <can move> that. <laughs> yeah, they're Furies. Yeah, that's what they are. Um, they are essentially lesser demons with wings. Um, right down even to the fact that you can pay one point a model to give them Immaterial Projectiles. But Would these you... guys have Ballistic Skill 4. But these guys, yeah, that's, cru- that's correct. They do have Ballistic Skill 4. So they're better in that regard. Are they worth it? Uh, I don't think they're terrible. I don't think this is this is not a this is not a choice that's going to. They they can still do some things. I think the fact that they can harass a little bit with shooting. Um, I think the fact that they can move a little bit. Um, the they are going to get a hammer of wrath because of those wings. So they've got slightly more offensive output than they would otherwise. Um. 150 points. What's interesting about them is actually when you take a look at them versus the lesser, the Ruinstorm lesser demons, uh, the lesser demons are 120 points per squad, and these guys are 150. They're the same stat line. The, the Harriers lose line, but they gain a plus one ballistic skill, um, and they gain wings. So, I mean, like, they're not overly expensive by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know. They might fit into something. There definitely would be a cool visual variety for your army. Um, you're not going to shoot yourself in the foot by taking them, though, I guess. Ned, do you have the saying in your school, damned by faint praise? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Well, I mean, yeah. 
it's you're not killing yourself by taking them, and like I mean, they might not betray you at a cruiser juncture. <laughs> the big look, I mean, like the biggest thing that I always try to point out on my on my podcast, my show, is that you t- should take the models that you think look nice, and if you've got a story for them, you know, then go for it. Yeah, These right, models. Right, right. I'm just saying I'm just saying these models aren't going to make your play experience worse, <laughs> which you're right. That is faint praise. But there are stinkers that will just make the game worse for you. Um, so, like, you don't want to do that. You don't want to make it worse for your opponent. These ones will do neither of those things and they'll be fun. Mm. Well, no, you're right. right. Like this and militia has that in common, I guess. Like it's gonna be a passion project. You're not there yeah. to win all the games. So yes. like take whatever whatever brings you joy. Yeah. And I mean 150 points for a fast moving um screen or a fast moving like you were trying to tag an opponent early. They will be strength and toughness five on the first two <laughs> turns because of the demon rules. They'll be fairly survivable ish. <laughs> Um, you know, more survivable during the full game than the cavalry, probably. Right, right, right. So, I mean, they could do some stuff, and yeah, I also tried really hard to make these guys work when I was trying to work with the Infernal Tempest Dominion because I was like, oh, they get a basic hammer of wrath and then a plus one, but no, they're not that good. But yeah, they're okay, they're fine. They're here. They're doing their best. Yeah. Like the rest of us. Like the rest gumption. of us. They got gumption. They got a lot of gumption. Yeah. All right. So, um, uh, heavy support. Go ahead. Heavy support, yeah. So you've got, again, two choices. It's like they didn't want to try harder than having two of anything other than the <laughs> HQ. Um, but uh, the Demon Beasts are a 150-point base. They are weapon skill four. Tough five or strength, toughness, and wounds five. Um, three initiative, so they slow four attacks a piece on a four plus save. They can have no extra bonuses or additions, um, but you can have two extra of them for 125 points. They do come up with the infernal armaments, which are the armaments that are a base of three ap3 brutal two and then the immaterial blades of two plus so they will be able to do well against power armor and sometimes do some things against artificer um they also have uh hammer of wrath three which is i mean those are auto hits that's not terrible the biggest thing for these guys of course is that they are kind of expensive and they're pretty expensive and they are also only weapon skill four so like they're not going to kill a lot of stuff. I'm whelmed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're what perfectly whelmed. Yeah, they're fine. Um, they the thing is, and, and here's the other thing: like, if you're if you're looking for pure economy, um, you probably aren't looking at adding these until you're you've used all of your elite choices. Because butchering infantry um, is something that the brutes are already going to do better um, than these guys will for cheaper. So you don't necessarily want this one per se. Um, The biggest thing, of course, is the weapon skill four. their weapon is fine. Their attacks are fine. They're tough, but they're going to miss a lot of the times, especially against anything that is um, halfway decent and 
you know, only hitting on a four plus against basic Marines means they're going to kill some, but not a ton. But it's a huge point investor. If you want to bring three of these things, it's what is that? 250, like 375 for points. That's a lot of points. That's a, that's a sovereign and a sovereign will do better as well. Um, the other flip side of it is the behemoth. So instead of a squad of three little dudes, you get one kind of mini dude, mini um, uh, sovereign. Uh, higher strength and toughness. He's got the same strength and toughness of a sovereign. He's got seven wounds, five attacks. Um, it does have infernal armaments as well. The cool thing here is that the behemoth can take the behemoth blade, which is a much better weapon. Oh, shoot, I just closed that in my window. Hold on. <laughs> the Behemoth Blade is all the way at the bottom, naturally. Yeah, it's um, a Strength User AP2 Melee Brutal Free Sunder Immaterial Blades AP1. Yeah, which is pretty really, nice. That's really good. Yeah. It is really good. And it's going to definitely... So the, these this guy, um, if you take him, you're throwing him at Land Raiders or Spartans. Yeah. You know, like Lord's War. I throw him against a knight. Say what? I throw him against a knight. Oh, yeah. Well, someone else is asking a question. I missed it. Oh, the spell and spell. I'll be quiet. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Model wise, is this like a demon prince, would you say? Or what are what models? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, um, something with a blade, and you can Uh give it wings. So it's, it's got the option for the two different types of wings. You can also give it orb forged flesh um, and the behemoth blade. So, like, yeah, it could be like a small demon prince or yep. yeah, um, something like that. I, I would definitely think that would work for this, a hundred percent. The biggest problem with this guy, though, is he's weapon skill four, and he's base three hundred and fifty points. Yeah, yeah. So he is not. I mean, he could get tar pitted down pretty hard. Um, he's not going to hit that often. He only has five attacks. So he will stick and get stuck. But I mean, like against like, you know, like uh, what? Like a uh, land speeders because he can, if you, especially if you give him wings. And I'm basically assuming, by the way, that if you can buy wings for one of these larger models, you're going to because you really need it. But um, he could hop around and chop up things like that. He can help you open cans. Um, he's pretty good in that regard. But man, he's expensive, and you know, again, um. That weapon skill really hinders him, but yeah, the, but like you said, you you use him for vehicles with uh, sure. no weapon skill value. Well, and and the thing too is important to note is that other than models that can take um, the unmaking that special rule, which is like the special melta gun, you basically have no way to shoot and open a vehicle. So he becomes the behemoth does become pretty useful if you know you're playing against friends who have transports um because you will want to especially when you want to use him in conjunction with something else um so that you know you can try to follow up the next turn with a different charge that sort of thing so that's the end of the main and then we have the ruin storm arch demon yeah there's not a lot of anti-tank here Well, you punch so, stuff like really, really stuff. hard. Yeah, really, really hard. hard. Yeah. You don't have that much stuff that can punch stuff really, really no, hard. But it's you're like you're like a superhero from the golden age of comic books. Like you punch stuff really, really hard, and then yeah. you like the odds are down, and like all the, the ships are down, and like the odds are up, and like what are you gonna do? You're gonna punch, punch it even harder, or you're gonna yeah. fail. 
That's right. And then yeah. your buddy punches it too. And then you walk through some walls and then use the magic. This buddy yeah. costs like 315 points. So you don't have that many bodies with you. You don't have that many. And this buddy costs even more points. Yeah. Are you haunted by indecision at the choices of not knowing what you want? Do you want to do a low model count army? Do demons. Because like <laughs> yes. the options here. What do you need? Like 20 troops, uh, two HQs, and two. I think of like and a, a lot of knights, more. demon is the lowest body count. Yeah. Hey, yeah, right. Some somebody tells you Custodius has a low model count. Fuck those imaginary friends of yours. Bring demons. <laughs> Don't bring them against Custodius though, because they're gonna bring like one units of Sisters of Silence and and just melt your face. Bad times. Yes. Bad times. <laughs> um. So the Arch Demon is way better in regards. The the biggest thing is it's uh, the Lords of War spot is potentially pretty competitive. Um. But. These guys are 500 points. Their strength, toughness, and wounds of 8. They strike at initiative 6. 6 attacks. They come base with the Behemoth Blade that we talked about with the last entry. But they swing on weapon skill 7. So this is the highest weapon skill in the list outside of named characters. Um, You get Hammer of Wrath, D3. You get It Will Not Die 5 up. Funnily enough, you get bulky nine. So if you give them wings, they're a bulky ten, which is just fun. Um, and they do have inter- eternal warrior. Um, these guys are great, but for the upgrades that you're going to be spending on them, you're looking at almost six hundred points. Which, when you look at other Lords of War, you might buy in other lists is not that crazy. But yeah, it's an expensive little thing. Yeah. But it's, uh, it seems like if you want to run one of those old uh, great demons from Fortwell, I guess this yeah. is uh, your, your stat line. Yes, absolutely. It would be a good model for that. A nice, big, tall, tall one. Yeah. But like just adding all this up and then checking out Kabanda, it seems like if I want to go for a Bloodthirster, like a me- mega Bloodthirster, why would I ever pick this dude instead of Kabanda? Well, yeah, it totally depends. I think a lot of it comes into when we're talking about um, the Etheric Dominions. Um, and then also the fact that this guy has Brutal on his weapon. And I don't think Kabanda does. So that is one thing I think that's different. Hold on, I'm going to check Kabanda's weapons. See if I'm right. Yeah, he does not have... Kabanda, sadly enough, does not have Brutal on his weapons. This guy has but, Brutal but he, 3. But he does have like a badass model, even though the wings are like upside down. Oh, yeah. I've got one. He's awesome. Oh, yeah. How do you even transport that? Like, very gently in a very car? Carefully. Very Maybe carefully. How big is it? Dude, it's, it it's dumb. Actually, you know what? I did some math earlier because I knew it was going to come up. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he is, I mean, his wings are ridiculous. And they're like the least, the least stable concept of all time. <laughs> like, I swear to God, my wife was just like, I um, actually... Ascended Fulgrim would like to talk to you about that. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. That's fair. Um, I've not seen an Ascended Fulgrim in person yet, but I can tell you from this Kabanda that he is, um, like, his wings are just, like, dumb. Like, my, my wife was looking at it at one point, and I'm not saying she didn't do this. She didn't will this into being, but she goes, that's going to break, and then one of its wings fell off. So, <laughs> like, I know, oh, no. I know it was coincidence. She spoke the killing felt. word. Yeah, she used the killing word. Yes, that's right. Yes. Oh, shit. That's, that's you married a bean desert. Yes, that tracks. That tracks. Shit. We all um, remember the armless battle. Oh, yeah. 
But this is um but no, uh the Archdemon, I think, if you aren't going for one of the named characters, is really good. Um the other thing that is beneficial here is that you get the the thick beat stick of its stats without having to or feeling the desire to push it towards one etheric dominion or another. And then also you can access some of the well, there's one warlord trait in particular that's pretty cool that you won't probably take if you're taking one of the named characters. So there's there's definitely reasons to take this guy over Kabanda, but it really kind of depends on flavor. And I don't think I don't feel like there's enough of a difference to say like this one is worse than Kabanda or better than Kabanda, depending on what you're going for. So uh, Ned, I'm having a great time, but like my kids are waking up, so I go gotta go like put them down. <laughs> sure. Uh, in the non-violent sure. manner. Sure. Put them down. <laughs> yeah. This I, time I that came out. Why not sleeping? Children, bring out shishins. Uh, no, like I gotta go put them to bed. I have, I've I've had, had a great night. time. <laughs> yeah, you need to stop. Much. No, no, no. You guys wrap wrap this up. Like I had a okay. great time. I just want to say that a lot of fun. Uh, you guys cool. take care. Also, Fred and Pele, don't forget to bring up your imaginary list and how you're gonna play this. Ah. <laughs> My That's fine. Friend. I'm probably gonna have to go in the next twenty minutes or so myself because I've got to go. Like I can hear the bouncing of the the walls shaking as my children are jumping on things. Father, so, father, we have found the sukkah. Yeah, <laughs> it's the middle of the day here, so like they're 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 all over everything. But anyway, oh, yeah. yeah, I hope you don't own any valuables or money. Well, of course not. No. Okay, no, no, you guys... all, my, all my Warhammer models are in the basement. Anyway. Whatever, man. Okay, wind it down. Ha- take care, y'all. Talk to Thanks, you later. Yeah. Bye. All right. So, Commander. Commander, should we just go into it? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Okay. So, Kabanda is... Commander is, is good, okay? First of all, <laughs> especially if you're going to play Heedless Slaughter, um, which we'll get into, but he has a weapon skill of eight, um, he's 575, which seems like a lot, but he does. A, he actually offers a surprising amount of utility, and also he's just really, he's real tough. Strength tough, wounds 8, 6 initiative, 7 attacks, leadership 10, and a 3 plus save. Um, he's got so many special rules. Um, Eternal Warrior, um, he's got it will not die. He's got Rampage D3 plus 1 if he's outnumbered. And strangely enough, he has no bulky to him. Um, wait, no, no, that's not true. He is gargantuan, so I think he counts as 10 models. So if he's outnumbered, um, he gets those extra rampage attacks, and he gets a bunch of other stuff. Um, My favorite rule that he has is his Scythe of Hatred. Have you used this yet? No, 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 I haven't. (laughs) Oh, okay. So at the end of any assault phase, after the results of combats are worked out and sweeping advances are finished, um, Kabanda makes a special Scythe of Hatred attack. To resolve the attack, the player uses a Hellstorm template with the narrow end in contact with Kabanda, and then any unit with models underneath the template suffers a number of automatic strength or automatic strength six AP dash hits equal to the number of unsaved wounds caused by melee attacks that he made in that phase. So <laughs> that's insane. It's insane. Um, he can just tear up a squad, right? Yeah. And then you can take a Hellstorm template and just lay it over a large part of your opponent's army. And like there is not a more effective screen screwing with um model in this army than Kabanda, which is funny. Because you would think that I mean I, 
with seven attacks um, and his melee armaments, which are strength plus four, AP two, sunder, and immaterial blades one, he he is going to crush things in combat. He's going to have a harder time with multiple wound, um, anything with battle hardened or eternal warrior or, uh, you know, nice and vulnerable saves because he doesn't have brutal. But he will destroy. He will absolutely melt screens, um, which is really funny. Maybe not necessarily what you thought you would use Kabanda for, but he is disgusting in that regard. He also has a fun, of course, um, challenge rule with um, Sanguinius, but he, anyway, that that is something that carried over for last time. Yeah. But in particular with him, I want to talk about his uh, his etheric dominion. So yep. we talked before about the fact that you have to pick um, one etheric dominion for your main detachment. The exception is that these special characters can be included. The Lord of War can be included and they can have a different um, they can have a different dominion. But Kabanda, you want to keep him with it because his warlord trait says that all demon units with the etheric dominion heedless slaughter within 12 inches of Kabanda gain the rage three special rule. So 12 inches is a huge bubble. Um, Let's see if I can read my chicken scratch from earlier. This is the math I was talking about, (laughs) but basically there is a space around him. Um, and I'll use um, silly American units for this, but there's a space that he can create um, that is an oval space because of the size of his base, um, which is a 170 by 105 millimeter base that is 30, almost 31 inches long at its longest point, And at the midpoint of the oval is 28 inches long where anything within that spot that charges gets an additional three attacks. <laughs> That is pretty good. It's insane. It is insane. It is purely insane. And I mean, like, he gives it to himself as well. So with that, and if you happen to be outnumbered, he's throwing down a minimum of 11, no, minimum of 12 attacks if he's outnumbered. But, like, this is the thing about him that makes him bizarre, is that we were talking earlier about demon armaments and that immaterial, you know, that that six-plus breach thing. And does it count? Well... With Kabanda, it counts because you are more than doubling the offensive power of most of the units in this army, especially the lesser demons, when they charge within this giant bubble, right? Because they've got base two attacks, three on the charge, plus three. Like, that's that's nuts. That's a lot of dice. It's a lot of dice. How do you defend yourself against that? Is it impossible? I mean, it is pretty... So... Encroaching ruin, I think, just from the basic of its um of its dominion, is like the strong is the strong choice. But if you bring Kabanda, Heedless Slaughter becomes really, really, really amazing. But you can essentially like the, it. It makes he makes lesser demons good. You yeah. know, I mean, he's gonna make anything better. Like the Sovereign becomes way better. Roots. Yeah. It, everything just becomes it's it's a it's an intense force multiplier, um, better than anything else that any of the other. He's the, he's the best character of the bunch, I think by far, um, and he's also just absolutely beautiful model. So, yeah, if you're playing if you're playing corn, Freddy, I think you got to yeah. get one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I have to scratch my Fortwell Bloodthirster and get Kabanda instead. 
Yeah, I mean, he's amazing. He's he's really quite amazing for that purpose. Um, and I mean, he's first a... as uh, yeah HQ instead. Yeah, there you go. Um, and it's actually kind of funny to start with him then because it's kind of downhill from there, sadly. Um, because you've got two other you've got two other ones to talk about. Um, in Samus Unbound, and then uh, oh my god, well, the Fraggle Rock Corbacks. Corbax, yeah. Fraggle Rock, yes. So Samus is is a weird one. He's 380 points. He is a Lord of War choice. Um, He is Strength 8, Toughness 7, Wounds 7, Initiative 7, which is really crazy high, but he only has four attacks. Um, He also is only Weapon Skill 6. There's a couple of interesting things about him and a couple of real problems with him, though. Um... One of them is the fact that a lot of what he's built around is this weird reserve manipulation thing, which doesn't technically work. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So Samus has, he's got the whispers of madness special rule, which says that if he's been placed in reserves and has not yet arrived on the battlefield, reserve roles made by an opposing player to bring units into play are modified by negative one. Um, he also says that any models with the demon unit type within 18 inches of him must reduce with any models, I'm sorry, without demon must reduce their leadership by two when making psychic checks. This modifier is cumulative with other effects that will reduce leadership for the purpose of psychic checks. And then while locked in combat, he increases the value of his fear one to fear two. Okay. So he's got reserve manipulation, morale manipulation, right? Mm -hmm. Well, well, if you place him in reserve, he can walk onto the board. Okay. If you want him to walk on the board, he's walking on from the back edge of the board, and that's not great. He's going to have a hard time getting to whatever's going on. Okay. You can deploy him through some trickery. You can deploy him through the Herald rule. But to do that, you have to use a special warlord trait, which is called. I wrote it down. I forgot where I wrote it down. Um. <laughs> The warlord trait is the 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 walker the path of kings. No, that's not right. It is the walker of paths. So what that one does is it allows you to at the start of the game you can basically swap stuff out of deployment and put it into reserves. And in this way you can take if you also have a herald you can take a unit that was on the board and place it into the herald's bubble. You follow? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you can put him into um, reserves that way. So he can pop out of the Herald bubble, which is cool, but the problem is that can only be done with a Warlord trait, and if Samus is not the Warlord, then he loses out on a couple things. He loses out on having Eternal Warrior. He loses out on a special rule that makes you re-roll um, invulnerable saves against him in close combat. So he's got some pretty pretty specific anti-synergy in his design for this edition. Um my friend Sean has said that he's had some good luck with him in a couple of key situations. One time his opponent happens to lose a combat against him um, because of the fear mechanic and because of night fighting, he failed the leadership test. And then because Samus's leadership or initiative seven, he ended up wiping an entire unit. So that's pretty fun. But like, other than that, he's just really not that killy, not that strong. And he's 380 points, which is not nothing but it's you can buy a lot with that as well 
Corbett's yeah. Utter Blight is a little bit more expensive, but he's still not that expensive. 430 points, weapon skill 5, strength 7, toughness 8, 9 wounds, um, initiative 5 and 5 attacks. He's pretty strong, and he's got a decently strong attack, but he also doesn't have uh, Brutal. He's got Murderous Strike 4+, plus on his attacks. He has a special bubble around him, which is sort of interesting um, for his Warlord trait. Anything that uses the Putrid Corruption special rule within six, three inches of him, I'm sorry, three inches, all units within three inches, can re-roll their failed damage mitigation rolls. But three inches is like a tiny bubble when you're looking at and comparing it to Kabanda's, if that makes yeah. sense. So, he's fine. Um, but, like, he's not nearly as exciting to me as Kabanda is. So. Yeah. Yeah, they seem pretty underwhelming. They, I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's 575 points versus four, 430 as well. Yeah, uh, and I mean, yeah, and I mean, yeah. Kabanda is way more points, but I would pay, I would pay um, another 130 points on Korbak's Utter Blight if his reroll bubble was up, you know, 12 inches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Korbak yeah, is like, Psyker as well, Biomancy, I think. That is true. He does have some psychic utility. I mean, he's not he's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. He's probably for me, he's second best to um to Kabanda, for sure. Well, there's only first, second, and third. That doesn't well, say that's much. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I still feel like I would probably take a arch demon instead. I might. I'm not a huge fan of the Corbax model myself, also. Don't you? So that would be I like it. Do you like it? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, that's me. I think it does that ickiness to it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like it. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's hard to beat uh, the Fortral Greater Demon, like the, yeah. the big one. Oh, yeah, for sure. That one is beautiful. For sure. So now we've gone through all the units and stuff. Yeah. What is your like magic recipe for success? Where, where, where is the traps and what to avoid? And well, you basically already said what's the strongest uh, yeah. dominion. But what think... about? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. What What about like list synergies here? Like what What are traps and what are what are like go to stuff besides the brutes? So yeah, I think I think the brutes do go well with a lot of different things. Um, and I think that the sovereigns can as well. Um, I think that you, it, it's going to be a lot about making sure that you're going to be really strong in your first two turns and you're going to steadily decline after that. Right. So yep. I think basically like you really need to be cognizant about where you're using your resources early and where you choose to put, put your, uh, put your points into your opponent's face. So your brutes or your like medium level threats need to be used to take care of like the low to medium threats. Your giant blobs of lesser demons, you need to throw those in the face of your opponent's most elite, and you need to use your elites to kill your opponent's middle of the board stuff. Um, I think if you build a list around making sure you've got, you know, one sovereign, one herald to help you pump things out. 
a couple of squads at minimum of lesser demons, um, then some brutes to sort of fill things out. You can kind of use that as a pretty pretty specific core that can basically serve any of the etheric dominions and have a fair amount of success. Um, for flavor and fun, I definitely like the beasts as well. As well, honestly, like, I'm being honest, I think the Harriers are funny, even if they might not necessarily be great. Um, and then, I think you've got to put a, a Lord of War demon into this army, no matter what. Whether it's a named character or the Archdemon, just because I'm a big fan of those giant centerpiece models. But that's just me. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think, like, uh, those uh, harpies, or whatever yeah. you call them, <laughs> I think yeah. the, the only reason... If I would make a list, even though it's very uncorny, I would still <laughs> probably run a unit of harpies and like make some sort of like I don't know skull chuckers or whatever, like they shoot yeah. skulls, uh, just to do something in the shooting phase because otherwise that's yeah. like a phase that's non-existent. And that that is the biggest thing is that um, it might this list might be this army in general might be kind of boring to play with <laughs> because. <laughs> You're you're not doing much at all. Like if I'm if I'm helping somebody build like a world leaders army, um, you know, I'm trying to get them show them like some what's some fun flanking shooting options you can do just like to see a visual variety to your army and like make it more interesting and dynamic to play. This is pretty this is pretty direct. You need to get in your opponent's face on turn one if you can. And yeah, so I definitely agree, like throwing in some of the shooting, finding places to put the shooting into the list, just so you're doing stuff um, is probably pretty important. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally know. agree on that. Just to, at least something, something to do, just a minor threat and uh, have wings so you can move fairly fast to screen your troops or line perhaps the the wings the wings are maybe the most important upgrade in this list just because you're banking so much on those first two turns and that combat it's yeah. like everything that can needs them i think so especially if it plays cornish and can't and your yeah. everything is heavy <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah well and that's the that's the funny thing about that future sorry no english um, i mean yeah that's the I knew what you were talking about though. That's the funny thing about that one is that like yeah, the, the fact that you can't run means you really are relying on um, flying screens because otherwise you won't have the time to uh, get into position where you need to get without your opponent just shooting the tar out of you. So yeah, let's see what's happening. I'm planning to run a demon army at Lincoln this next spring. That's fifteen hundred points, centurion list. So we're probably not any. And no load of wars. <laughs> no load of wars. If not, Freddy agrees to that. No, seriously, no load of war. Uh, mm -hmm. It's gonna be fun, a challenge. See how it works out. But it's definitely gonna be in a Nurglish theme about it. Sweet. Uh, a lot of slime and bile and blood and gore. Cool. So I haven't. Um, Finished any model yet, but hope, hopefully, I can uh, start showing stuff out during the Christmas holiday. That's awesome. Get some painting, painting done. You know, the, the biggest disappointment for me of this whole PDF is, and we've mentioned it, um, the, the fact that it's very limited on what you can do as far as the force organization 
you know, you can't mix the the dominions. But on yeah. top of that, you can't even ally these guys. Yeah. So that's... like from a lore standpoint, I get, I get it, I get it. But like, man, that would have been a cool way to add more character to some of these trader lists, you know? Definitely. Um, and if and you so look I think the old fluff in Games Workshop, there are some demons that love it, can agree with each other, some demons hate each other. Right. They should have worked with that a little bit more. The yeah. nice thing is the nice thing is that it does make the word bearers stand out though, because the word bearers specifically have um named characters that can allow it to happen. So it's cool for the word bearers players, um, because they really get to benefit from this list. Um, and still keep that unique, you know, identifier for their legion. But yeah, sad for others. Yeah, I think that uh, considering that I remember the old demon rules and how that was like a smorgasbord of uh, customization. Uh, yes, I w- I didn't mind that there that there are few options. I just think that why did they remove all the like the extra little things that you could do? You know, it it's kind of it just kind of feels like is this is this the movement of this edition? Like the 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 here are your rules. They're in a PDF. We want you to know you can play them, but really the focus is on something else. And so maybe that's you know it's the same with militia. Um, they really want you to focus on this other thing, um, and they want this to be more of a footnote. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Uh, or did you or... just give us a teaser? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that, well, I hope, I think it depends on, like, if this actually, for some, like, if they do some research and they see events and people are playing demons and stuff, and they know, like, well, maybe this is worth to throw into one of those books. Sure. That we used to I mean, it's with, not, uh, I'm sorry. Like we did with Fulgrim and stuff. Well, it's not like, it's not like they don't have the models, right? I mean, yeah. they already print, they already make the models, you know? You could just... Tell us which models match which data sets, and then we'd be fine. We'd still be buying your product. You know, I mean, some people would, but it's not even like they're they're missing out potentially on it, or or you know, it's 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 just too bad. Yeah. Well, it would be easy for them to sell more models, just like you say. Yeah. Yeah. Same with the militia. Like it would be so easy for for people to start buying militia stuff. Like they could just do like a. Age of Darkness upgrade sprue from for Cadians, and then sure, yeah, like you can get like uh, you know you get your survivors of the Dark Age whatever yep. upgrades with weird last cannons or like they used yeah. to have. Remember in the old days they had like a lead gun sprue for the Imperial Guards where you can yeah. pick like all kinds of different <laughs> last cannons like you had different marks, right? Like how easy would it be to stamp that shit out? Yeah, you'd think so. I don't know. Like they can well, made made to order, whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I there is so much stomping and crying happening upstairs that I think I need to go. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. Take care of your house. <laughs> yes. Um, but I wanna I wanna thank you guys for inviting me on. Um it was really it was really fun to talk to you all. And yeah. I would like to come back for that other for whatever other thing we're talking about in the future. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. And uh yeah, I will uh I'm going to have another I'm actually working on a video of the final video for my Demon series which is on YouTube. 
Um, I'm working on that now, and I've got a couple of specific lists that I'm going to put together and present and talk specifically about some of the uh, Lords of War, um, which I didn't talk about in my unit overview before, but I'm obviously talked about today. Um, but like uh, that is coming out on my channel on YouTube sometime soon. So I hope your listeners um, enjoyed this. I enjoyed myself and I enjoyed talking to you guys. So thanks for having me here. Yeah, thanks for coming along. And yeah, uh, we'll definitely send you. We'll send you our drafts for our first uh, demon lists. I'd love done. to look at them. Yeah, yes, I'd love to. Do. As a high school teacher, you should. Grade <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, great. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll get my red pen out. Absolutely. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't do forget that. to put your name on it, though. Okay. Yeah, that's one extra point. <laughs> yeah, one yeah. extra point. All right. Thanks, so... guys. I'm going to take off. All right. Okay, thanks, take mate. care of you. Take care. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. All right, ladies and Just gentlemen. Just the elite left, then. It's only us two, as always, yes. running out of whiskey. But uh, that was like our teaser de demon episode, and we're definitely going to break this down. Like, if you have any questions or queries about how to build demon list, just hit Ned up or check out his YouTube channel. We're going to have his uh, the links to them in our description. Definitely top-notch quality stuff. Um and if not, we hope to catch you next time. Uh, it's been a blast. And remember, guys, to treat life like heresy, be angry in the streets, grim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Vrangian Heresy, signing off. <laughs>